0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Zoomer Pod. I am RJ, I am the Zoomer. And I'm Randy, I am the Boomer.
1: Uh, this is episode
0: 12, and here we are back, what, two weeks later?
1: Yeah, two, I think almost three. It went by really fast. I mean, really, yeah. really fast. So. And this is 12 of two, so it's, um, episode yes. 12, season two. So, yeah. Um, So yeah, as you can see, I've been trying to get RJ to do the intro <laughs> because I definitely want him to. Take more charge of it and and do that kind of stuff and and don't be, you know, don't be scared to do it. We can both do it, uh, whatever. Kind of throw you guys off so you'll know. It'll be be edited out, but there was like, what, two (laughs) to three other takes of me trying to go, hey. You know, it's funny because I mess up often. It's just one of those things, if you're not in media, like if you're not in film Mm -hmm. or if you're not, you know, whatever – like, you just see this finished product, and it just seems so clean and yeah, just, just effortless. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that was good job. And then, then it's like, it, it, you, just, yeah, you
0: hear it, the outtakes, and it was like, I did it like three, two to three times before. Or it,
1: it comes down to you. It comes on you. Like, you know, the interesting thing being in, I was just talking to somebody about this, being in film or being in film production or television production or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and it's not even in that. It's more in, like, corporate stuff that you'll get these people that they, they just talk. They love to talk, and they talk their way into positions. And, mm-hmm. you know, next thing you know, somebody's like, yeah, we want you to do the, you know, the message that goes out to across the, across the company. You'll be great at it. I mean, you you got presence, and, we, yeah, they're, and like, sudden, yeah. they're like, yeah. Uh. And they walk in, and they are, they got their peacock feather peacocking. And mm-hmm. They're like, I am the, the voice. I am the talent. Mm-hmm. And, man, that camera comes on. And that teleprompter starts rolling and it's like, holy crap, like we're going to be here all day That's because wild. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just different. It's just different. Like they just, they think it's going to be so easy mm-hmm. and then it just, I mean, it's, it's and one, the one thing about like, even when I'm shooting headshots, like I'll, Talk to people a lot before, like you know, we're talking, we're talking. I'll get a, a sense of their demeanor. I get a sense of their comfort zone, everything. Mm-hmm. And the minute I go, all right, so we're just gonna grab a couple of shots here. You know, we're gonna get started grabbing a couple kind of of shots. Back all up. of a sudden, they turn into deer in the headlights. They got fake smiles. Uh-huh. They're like stiff as a board. It's like no, 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 no. Let's get, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. I I know what you felt like and looked like when you was comfortable, and so it's just something about you know, recording, and, and, and I hope you're getting past this, because, you know, I know you have that thing where you're just like, I don't like listening to myself, mm-hmm. so hopefully that you're getting past that, and and it, it happens to everybody, um, and I think it's something that once you hear yourself over and over, and you come to reality, yeah, to I can take with.
0: it in small doses, microdosing yeah. my voice. You know,
1: well, it's funny, too, we weren't even going to start with this, but, um, Clarence Williams just died, and Clarence Williams was known for the Mod Squad, which was, he was a black guy, and it was a white guy and a white woman. Um, He got really popular on the Mod Squad back in the 60s and 70s. Anyway, he, I worked with him for a short bit on this this show called, uh, or this movie. Um, We've seen it too. Um, Oh, gosh, I've just been telling somebody about it. Tales from the Hood. Oh Right. No, I haven't seen that. Um, you haven't seen Tales from the Hood yet? Mm-hmm. I thought we saw that. We watched that one together. Anyway, so he was one of those people who hated watching himself on screen. Uh, he was a phenomenal actor, but he just did not like to watch himself on screen. And I'll never forget. We was at the screaming, of, screen <laughs> screaming, the screening of Tales from the Hood and he was a little eccentric anyway mm-hmm. and after it was over like there was like a gathering like an after party whatever and he was just over in the corner and people was like you know oh that was great and he was just like cringing and it was like ah, no 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 I don't like you know and yeah. he, and and he was like i mean he was really eccentric at some points where he would just like walk around in circles or talk to the wall like kind of eccentric but he was just Did not like to watch itself. So just know, I mean, some of the people who do things the best, they cannot go back and watch it Mm -hmm. or listen to it or whatever. They just, they just like, yep, it's it's there. It's for other people. I know I did well, and I never need to see it again. Well, not even they know they did well. A lot of times they don't think they did well. So it's just Mm -hmm. better. Uh, It helps their psyche better if they don't watch it Mm -hmm. because they can only they'll psychoanalyze it or whatever. Yeah. So anyway. so, yeah, we are back with episode 12, and it's been a crazy few weeks for you, that's for sure. So, it I don't has. know if we, did we talk about last
0: episode that you? I think I might have mentioned in passing, but I don't know if, I can't remember if we did or not.
1: So, um, RJ is gainfully employed right now. Mm-hmm. And I, he, did
0: I ever say I quit Taco Bell on here?
1: Yeah, we talked about We, we did. We talked about you leaving Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah. Um and so he's – well, you tell. What are you doing? Um, you tell your story. I'm so going to tell your story for you.
0: What was it? I want to say what? About – not a month ago, but – no, because I wasn't even out of school a month ago. But about what? Three weeks ago? Yep. Um, he shoots me a message, him being my dad, um, just saying, hey, they're opening up a Torchies around here, and my uncle work is, what, the front of house manager at a Torchies around – like, not real close, but yeah. yeah. And he was like, you should see if, you know, you can get a job there. And I was like, okay. So, okay, what, <laughs> went on, applied, um, had my first interview. The dude said he liked me, went back, um, went back for a second one and got the job. And now, what we, yesterday we've been open for a week. So, I had to go, like, the restaurant wasn't open, so I had to go to all the training and the mock service, or like the mock open,
1: and now we're actually open, and so, and yeah, they, I, it, they threw you guys into the 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 alligator pit. I mean, so
0: well, the thing was, and so I even mentioned this because I was like, we, I just, you know, that we did the mock service where there was a limited number of people, and then I just mentioned I was like, I asked someone, I was like, did we open purposely on a Wednesday, like you know, on when people have to work, and they were like, yeah, because. You know, it's gonna. They were like, "Just wait till this weekend." Yeah. And sure enough, um, Saturday came, and we got we got hit with the wave. And I think they said we did like twenty five thousand.
1: Something like that. And then. In tacos. Yeah. Expensive th- tacos, but tacos nevertheless. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then
0: Sunday came, and Sunday was Father's Day, and
1: oh you my. You haven't even worked God. since then to to find out how it even matched up to Saturday. Yeah. And well, no, Sunday. Right, I said you haven't worked since Sundays because oh. you was off Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, so you haven't even. So, yeah, we
0: got smashed. I mean, it was like, I know we hadn't even been open for a week, but that was like the worst it had yeah. been so far. Well, that's
1: why I said you guys got thrown to the Alligators because, I mean, there's a good chance that is the worst you will ever see it. Really? Yeah. Well, and so. it's like you said, too, though. It is what it is in the sense that we only have so many tables.
0: Yeah. Well, but that was, th- I think I kind of mentioned this to you. Sunday, it was like this infinite number of tables or whenever somebody walked in, someone else left. So there was yeah. always a table ready. So, I mean, there, it was just like but I, queso but and gigantic
1: orders. But it could, that's as, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, I remember being it like, can, I can only can't, be that bad. Yeah. I'm you like, like got so I can't, tables.
0: well, I'm like, I can't stress over this because I know like there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not making the food. Right. Like, these, I'm not making these people come in, so I just have to, like, run the food and hope I can get it out.
1: All you can do is your job, man. Mm-hmm. Do do your job and do your job the best you can. I mean, everybody has to take responsibility yeah, for I their think, stuff. I think that's – or that's one thing that I
0: was happy to see was that I was, like, even when it was busy, like, at Taco Bell, when things got busy, like, you know, thing, it would get kind of tense because the line, for some reason, would blame the people just – Collecting cash, even though half the time we were waiting for them to get the hoarders out. Right, right. But this one, you know, there it didn't ever feel like there was any sort of blame. blame. Now, maybe it's because we're not right next to each other. But so, but no. there was never any sort of blame. It was just like you know, each manager to their respective, their respective position, being like, "Let's go, guys, Keep on, just push, right. push." So push.
1: the thing is, the cashiers can only ring up people. I mean, people come in when they come in, and it, it any type of retail, any type of restaurant you'll know, like, it goes from zero to 100. It's just, we, it's almost, again, you know, we always talk about living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's another thing that makes make you feel like you live in a simulation. Almost like you, a video game where it's just like nothing, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you like, all right. You'll just be doing nothing. Sitting around, talking, twiddling thumbs, and next thing you know, the whole restaurant's full. And then all of a sudden, it'll just go away. And you'll be like, That's what happened? That's how it was at Taco Bell, too. Yeah, and then it'll just come in. So you'll get used to that. But people are going to come in when people come in. Cashiers are going to ring up. You know, unless cashiers ringing wrong, mm-hmm. they can only ring up as fast as people order. Yeah. People sit down. It it takes a certain amount of time to cook stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they can only cook as fast as they can cook. And if the cooks are good, then the cooks are good. And then if you get if you're running and you run it out fast as you can, and you know, mm-hmm. like, let me go get that. Let me go get here. Kind of being aware of where you need to get food. Like people can only do so much. You know. And and as long as everybody's operating at you know at their peak performance, people got to deal. You just got to deal with it. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get – I don't think you'll see a day that was worse than Sunday. I really don't.
0: I hope not. I mean – Yeah, I know. I, I really back, don't. You know, they, I mean, I put this down, so this was on me, but I'm working like five days a week. And so I had – my pay period is Wednesday to like, you know, one week on Wednesday, and it starts Wednesday. And so I had Monday, Tuesday off. Um, and then I also just so happen to have Wednesday and Thursday off. And so tomorrow's my first day going back since like going in for the first like the first real week of being open. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see what it's like. Well, I, I mean tomorrow you- when it doesn't work and when people are working and then Saturday and Sunday when it's just like, you know, there's nothing special, like, you know, people are out but
1: Yeah, well you're gonna get a I mean, Torchy's just kinda one of those places on the weekends I think will always especially Sundays. That they have like Sunday drinks, you know, like the mimosas and uh, the stuff, bloody marys. You'll probably see a lot of people yeah, come and through.
0: They said when I was first applying, they were like, you know, the first like two months are going to be mm-hmm. chaotic. So you know,
1: yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. And I mean, to go from to go from Taco Bell at you know eight to ten hours a week to jumping to to not doing anything. And then to jumping into a 40-hour week, man, that's pretty that's pretty impressive, you know. That, that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive and admirable. I mean, admirable.
0: the cool thing is, or the thing that I've like so far, I mean, I, I like the people I work with with the exception of that one kid that I told you yeah. about. Um, but, you know, everybody's cool. I mean, even the people that were, like, on the other shifts that I've met. Mm-hmm. Like, I met them and I'm like, they're cool. Um, and so I haven't – and the shifts feel fast. Like, the shifts never seem to drag on except oh, for maybe, like, the last, like, 30 minutes to an hour sometimes can feel a little long. And that's long. the good
1: thing about being busy, too. But,
0: yeah, the time never – like, I'll look up. I'll get there at, like – I get there early, you know, too. So I'll get there at, like, eight. usually, what, 9 or – 8 or 9. Yeah, 8 or 9, and then it'll be, like, you know, it'll be, like, 11 or 12. And I'll be like, wait, I've been here for X mm-hmm. amount of time. I mean, I'm, I've still got four hours of my shift, but I'm almost, like, halfway through. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, the shifts never feel like they're just dragging on. That's and good. so That's yeah.
1: good. No, man, that's – I mean, that's a lot of time, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really um, impressed. You know, I, I, I was going to ask you about that because I was thinking about it and I was there the other day, and it's like, you know, what – this is kind of on the spot question. Mm-hmm. So you can think it through, answer it, not answer it. But I think it's something – that's an interesting question. What do, what's your feeling when somebody says they are proud of you? Um. And, and, and who does it come from that it matters and who does it come from that it doesn't matter? Not naming names, but just. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, first of all, does it
0: mean anything? I don't know if personally when for the most part people say like for the most part when people say like, you know, proud of you, I ever get like some sort of like, you know, strong, like emotional feeling towards it. Like. I don't know, I've never found like, you know, when some. I mean, there's times where I've like, you know, I guess it kind of depends on what mood I'm in. Where it's, like, you know, let's just say it was, like, after a lacrosse game and I did good. And you go, like, you know, proud of your performance today. I'm, like, oh, cool. Like, you know, some sort of recognition. But, I mean, I think at the same time it's, like, you know, going to, like, you know, just kind of hopping in and being, like, oh, like you said, like, proud of you for, like, you know. Or I admire that. It's, like, I mean, it's cool to know that it's still, it's, like, recognition. But it's not, like, this thing that I'm, like, I guess you could say I'm almost actively seeking. Right. Well, no. I...
1: I and you what, know that's another conversation we have to have because I, I'm I'm one to believe that I think everybody technically is, but that being said, technically I think, is what seeking like validation, seek, oh. seek some type of validation. I mean, in, I, in I that,
0: think that everybody support. is, yeah. but I don't think like I think there's a certain level of like you know people who are like you know I need praise, and then there's people who are like
1: yeah know. yeah no well see and I think I I think I'm proud of you is only valid from a few people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think those are people that are your mentors your parents your coaches you know even teachers like that I think that that's
0: you know that's what i I was gonna kind of jump in on that and say yeah. I think like you said there's a few people uh I think I guess I guess it kind of depends on the teacher. Like if I don't if I don't have a strong feeling towards a teacher and they're like, you know, oh proud of you, I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Like you know.
1: That's why I, so I was trying but to think I about I think
0: it. like, you know, like I said, I don't really get a, any sort of personally me. I don't get any strong response from it, but I feel like, you know, coming from you, mom, you know, if I liked the teacher and they said something like that, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay. Um to a certain extent like you know like isabel she if i don't know if i do something mm-hmm. like and she says and i'm like okay that's nice but mm-hmm. for the most part i don't think that i don't think it's like there's this strong or there's this big like, or it does take a certain t- a certain person
1: to really for it to really matter and does it matter more if it because a lot of times people say things because it's just part of their vernacular, and so it doesn't. It doesn't. It just kind of floats in the air out there. And does it matter what the thing is, too? Because you know, when somebody says they're proud of you for something, that you go, "Well, I'm kind of supposed to be. i supposed to be at least that good at it." You know what I'm saying? So let's just say, like, if I if I talk about work, if I go, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for." you know i'm proud of you for you know doing the the 40 hours last week mm-hmm. in the back of your mind do you go yeah but i mean i'm supposed to do 40 hours. well <laughs> you know no, so that's i think i think to
0: like if you came to me and were like you know uh especially like when at taco bell it's like oh i'm proud of you for working i'm like well i'm only working two days a week i think i think to a certain extent. I'm not saying, like, I deserve praise for working 40 hours, but, like, I can understand where you're coming from saying, like, you know, you put in, like, a lot of time last week, or you're putting in a
1: lot of time. So, But should I still be proud of you? So so I want to say, because the juxtaposition of what I was going to say was I'm very highly impressed, like, that you... I feel like
0: impressed would probably be... I guess the better word, because, See, you know, it's like proud. It's like, that's what I thought. Too. I think Im- impressed means that like, you know, you're like, wow, not you're surprised I could do it, but it's like, yeah, not like you're surprised that I could do it, but that you're still like, you but know, but it's,
1: it, you, you acknowledge that it's a, it's a, task. it's still
0: some sort of like, you know, feat. You, you yeah. still did something that's that, yeah. worth,
1: I guess, acknowledging, you know, yeah, worth yeah. acknowledging, right. So, yeah, no, and I, I I know I took that off on a weird place, but I thought about it earlier because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, when we get on there, because, I mean, I guess I can, I mean, I am proud of you, but I, I was thinking about it, I was like, but is that the right word? Is that just mm-hmm. a, a empty word to a certain extent for you, you know, being 17 and kind of doing something that you're supposed to do or, or you know, or that... It's kind of normal. Yeah, I mean, I you know. still
0: think. I mean, forty hours. I think for sixteen slash seventeen is still a lot. And I think, like, I think the thing is is that a lot of my friends, I've surround. I think I've just kind of surrounded myself with a lot of almost workaholics – not workaholics, but you know, People I mean, do the but Brady, yeah. you know, Brady, Brady yeah. puts in a lot, or he used to, or he used to. I think he's not kind of taking an easy summer. And I think he said once school starts up, he's gonna have like band and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, he like there was times where he was just putting in hours putting in hours Jackson puts in a lot of hours
1: right um
0: and i mean those are like that come to mind like my friends well, i look two back you know friends.
1: i look back on eric and it was crazy because you know he was at del taco mm-hmm. and not the crazy thing about what eric was doing was that he was working overnights really yeah he he would he worked friday and saturday overnights oof it was crazy like and i think he worked a couple of nights but then he worked overnights, and it was just like overnights that, is where you just stay there all night, right, yeah, because they were twenty four hours yeah, and so I don't know he, if I could ever do an overnight yeah he was he was there, he was there, I think like nine to five or nine to six in the morning, it was mm-hmm. just crazy, and this is when he was like in eleventh grade, you know, yeah, and it was th- just like, whoa like, I think like that's impressive, it wasn't I was proud of him for doing it, but yeah, I was like but I am impressed, like yeah by th- that. I think. Somebody back when I
0: worked at Taco Bell, I was working a weekend shift and somebody came and asked if I wanted to do a closing shift, which Taco Bell closes at three. And I think I messaged you or mom. I was like,
1: yeah, no, nah. I was like, no. Nah, yeah.
0: And I think <laughs> I talked to Brady because Brady has done, I think he's only done like one or two, but I was just talking to him cause I think he worked that shift and he said something he, I would almost be interested in working a closing shift, like working like that
1: kind of closing shift, but it have to be with the right people. Well, on the weekend, because it's going to... After eleven thirty or 12 o'clock, the people that's going to come to Taco Bell is going to be entertaining, probably, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said that, because I think he'd only worked, like, two up until that point. But he had worked them with the right people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after a while, it's not that many people coming through. And it's a lot more of just, you know, kind of the standing around and the talking. Right. And he said, like, you know... After especially when people start getting tired, you know things just get funny yeah, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And so I would be interested just to like experience, you know, working with the right people, working like a, a what you call like a closing shift. Yeah. But overall, I don't know if I could ever do like yeah.
1: I couldn't do consecutive
0: overnights. overnights. That yeah. would be
1: well. The thing is, you know, so many of his friends now are his friends from back then. So they had a good time. Mm-hmm. They had a really, you know, they had a really good crew. And so I Were think... They,
0: was anybody working with him at Del Taco?
1: Yeah. A couple people that was at Papa's Deal last week was Hector, um, Gilbert, Bri- um, Brianna. Wait, which one was Gilbert?
0: I'm blanking on... Gilbert's the Gilbert. one that's oh, always there. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, The guy that came in from out of town was there. I mean, so yeah, I mean, they. he just had some really good friends mm-hmm. that worked there with him. And as a matter of fact, I think some people from Wakeland, like some of the friends, like from around the neighborhood actually worked there for a small amount of time. So yeah, he, you know, he just had a good set of friends and they just kind of hung out. So anyway, so yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's, that's really awesome. I think, I think the telltale sign, um, is going to be what your first check does to you psychologically, because that's when you kind of figure out, you know, how you, how you're going to live your life because that's the thing again that's the thing about eric we were talking about it the other day matter of fact you know he's he's a person that he works because you know he likes the checks Mm -hmm. you know he likes to see the checks Um, i remember when i started working you know my first job after high school was my big first job like to take a day off, I was like, "That's no, no, no. That's gonna greatly affect uh-huh. my my paycheck." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Whereas some people's like, hey, well, you, know, "You know, I got my
0: first one, but that I mean, that one was like, the crazy. That one like matched Taco Bell, and that was just like, watch my That was just, that was, uh, that was training. Right. And that was not even with the tip sharing. Right. Right. So this, I not this or I guess Wednesday was yesterday, so this upcoming Wednesday yeah, is no. when I get my first. And, you know, I'd been planning a couple things, so I already have it spent in my head. So
1: I I told you about that, yeah. No, I'm but the thing,
0: I know, I know I'm not supposed to spend money in my head, but this was, like, something I was talking, before I, or, like, yeah, when, I was, know, I know. when I was, like, still, like, I didn't even know if I had the job. I was talking to Jackson. I was like, if I get this job, yeah, like, once I kind of, so I think that's going to be, I already have a few things, and then I think after that I'm going to, like, you know, like, we're going to hit that record store. Shoes. Um, I might wait even for my birthday for a couple things. Just, like, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, But. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well. um, but overall, I think after this first one, like, you know, it's like, wow, that's a big number. But I think after that first one is when, like, you know, I'm not going to spend all of it. I'm going to try and keep. Well. I'm going to try and limit spending that obviously and then after that i think like
1: i think setting up good money practices now is good in the sense of you saying you know no matter how much it is this is how much i'm gonna allow myself to spend Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah something that something that brady does that i'm gonna start doing um
0: that i'm gonna start doing once i get some more money is that i'm gonna set like a number that i don't go under yeah because i i mean you know he has like a he has, like, a bunch of just, like, work and birthday money saved up. Right. And so he has a lot of money saved, but he's, like, I he don't know. He, he doesn't is, even like,
1: look at that as money he has, available.
0: Like, he has, like, 3000 saved up. But that is, like, purely, that's purely, like, you know, I'm not. like don't that. Yeah, I don't go under. Yeah. And so once I really, once I really, I think, like, when I get this first one, I'm going to figure out a number for, like, my first little spending spree. And then after that, as the checks climb, I'm going to, like, you know, slowly set the bar higher and higher until I find, like, a number I'm comfortable with. Well, and then-
1: like I said, if you go into it with the idea of saying, you know what, I'm going to always save. I mean, again, you, you, you stay at home, you know, there's not a lot of emergency things that's going to pop up. So it becomes about willpower mm-hmm. and it becomes a, a, it becomes about the need versus want deal. You know what do you really need, and what do you really what do you want and what do you need? and that's people's biggest obstacle is the idea that they need things that they really just want. yeah, um I think I'm to a certain extent, you know how I am sometimes I'm just totally opposite like I'll look at things i I'll look at things that I need. Has a want, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, ah, I, you know, yeah, I, and I like, you know, I just be, want that. I don't need that.
0: being young too is like a little bit harder because you have. I have like this conflicting where I'm like, you know, I need to say, I need to start practicing good money, like good money practices now, so I have that later in the future. Like I will avoid like whether it's saved up money or just the idea of saving money, right? But on the other hand, I'm like, well, I'm a teenager. I don't have that much to worry about, <laughs> like. What is it going to matter if I spend some money? And so, you know, I have that going. And so I think now that I'm really working again, I'm going to lean more towards the, like, you know, setting or setting myself up for the future. Right. Well,
1: there's so many things you have to learn. And I think there's so many things you have to come to grips with and try to decide who you want to be and what you want to be early. And, you know, I always say that to you guys. You got to decide who you want to be and what you want to be, you Mm -hmm. know, and how you want to operate your life and like i said the needs versus the wants and also are you going to be a consumerist right are you just going to consume, consume and consume and consume and consume 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 because that's when you end up with a house full of stuff that you don't want don't need is just there being junk because you just buy because you're a consumer mm-hmm. what are the best practices you can get into is trying to figure out first and foremost i mean everybody has to buy things that they just enjoy whatever it is whether it's people who are older and they go out and drink with their friends or if they enjoy good food or, or if they enjoy collecting good, or like record collecting stuff like whatever. that. whatever but there's also a point where you go how do i how do i take the money that i'm working for and help it make me money mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you have to think about that too like how can I take money and how can my money make me money? Like, yeah. when you get in that mindset, like, you go, oh, I'm going to buy some albums. But, again, maybe I'll buy some albums that I think I can flip.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I or. Th- like, I think I mentioned this a few times. I think once, once I do get some money, like, if I'm going, I will, pro- I think I would be interested in flipping. Just because I think you probably could. Because, I mean, you know, I have like a one of 500 in there. And I think I looked, at, I looked it up the other day, and you can find one that was, I think, like 30, 35 on release now, the one in 500, and you can find people reselling them for like
1: like 100 plus. Which one is that one? Uh, was it was Plugs I Met 2. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying, but it's just, it doesn't have to be album, it doesn't have to be anything. It's just going into life understanding the idea of, yes, I'm going to have my... I'm going to have my play money, and you should 100% have your play money, and then you should have your money that you save. And Mm -hmm. then there's also the money that you say, I need to set aside a certain amount of money that I just want to dedicate to try to make me money. Yeah. Right? And Yeah, that's what – once I hit 18,
0: I think, you know, once I hit 18 and can actually, like, invest in stuff, I'll probably – I think once I once I start reaching around that age I wouldn't be surprised if I got someone into cryptocurrency just cuz I feel like
1: Oh, let's not like, have a crypto. Conversation.
0: <laughs> let's not get into crypto. You, we crypto. can talk about that next episode. Yeah, so. we we need to get into but crypto. I do want to I'm just get into saying crypto. like in passing I think that's one of those things that like in the future I think could be I mean especially now is one of those things that'd always be a good idea to probably have I'm not a banker or financial advisor so don't listen to me this is just my personal opinion (laughs) yeah don't listen to financial advice i think personally i think it probably
1: (laughs) he called me asking he called me because he was debating on buying a hundred dollar album last week that is not even from one of his favorite people no i've because it was just one of those things like oh 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 there it is oh my god this is great a hundred dollars no but
0: the thing is is that like, that album recently clicked for me. Like, you know how... I think we talked about that, like, the feeling of an album clicking, and that one just clicked. And so I've had that, like, going and going and going. There's not
1: enough clicking in the world for me to pay $100 for it unless I'm going to flip it. I The only reason I say that is because it's not like the old days where you, if you didn't have an album, you didn't get to hear it, except for on the radio. Like, now you can stream it. Now you can, you know, you can... It's readily available for you well, to listen what was funny to.
0: was that, you know, so I went in there and got that one record, had to take it back to get it replaced. And while we were in there, there was another person in there, I think with their girlfriend or something. And I just kind of overheard them going, uh, the, it was Frank Ocean, the one that I was looking at, like the really expensive one. Uh, he, they had his other album in there. Uh-huh. Um, and I hear him just like in passing say to, I guess, his girlfriend being like, Oh, yeah, Frank Ocean albums are like on are really
1: hard to find on vinyl. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. And that's what I said. If you, if you were to call me and say, hey, dad, this is 100. I think if I hold on to it for a year or two, like it probably could be worth 300, 400, or mm-hmm. it could be a collector's item. I'm like, hey, buy. I mean, you know, I got a. I gave you the opportunity. You didn't take it. Mm-hmm. I got a Lupe. You know, I got the Lupe box set for food and liquor and house. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to decide: Do I want to flip it now, try to get rid of it now, or do I want to just hold on to it? it. I would
0: say hold on to it. Find it like a safe place and hold on to it.
1: Yeah, no, it's it definitely. You know, you know how I'm about. My stuff like mm-hmm. it's not gonna be just ran around uh, and get dented it up and stuff plus yeah,
0: when brady was over last night he i was like showing him off like because last time he was over i only had like three records uh-huh. and so i was like showing him off all i had and he went to reach for one i was like ah
1: uh, no touchy i was like there are very few people i'm letting touch these yeah well so yeah I, I mean you know and like i said with with those lupes i i get to offer a really cool
0: Shot, oh, yeah. You know,
1: a good good photo. So I think that, that if I was to flip it to add a really cool, like, photography, like a photo to mm-hmm. it, a print, could just up that value quite a bit. So, anyway, wow, that went off on a tangent really fast. That's how, see, what were we all, you know.
0: What was the original conversation?
1: Work. Working. Working, yeah. Oh. So,
0: yeah, because you mentioned, like, when I f- see my first real check.
1: Yep, when you see your first real check. I've already done
0: check. some of the math in my head. Yeah, I know. I, You know that picture of, like, uh, Patrick from Spongebob where he's, like, you know, he looks kind of evil and he's rubbing his hands together? That's me sitting there doing the math. I'm like,
1: oh. Mm -hmm. Hands going to catch on fire.
0: The crazy thing is that it was, like, you know, I built that computer, like, back in December. And I was sitting there, I I was, like, thinking to myself, I was, like, with the money I'm about to make off of this first check, this first real check alone, it would comp, like, almost, not all of it, but, like, at least half yeah. of what I spent on that computer. Of course, yeah. And so I mean, now you're ready to buy a new computer. You're like, oh, no, maybe I'll it, get a new
1: computer. I'll get not I'll, a
0: new computer, but it is. It's nice to know because you know, I mean, at some point computers need upgrades.
1: Yeah, and but, not, mean, this
0: but no, it, not this soon. But not this soon. So you
1: know just how know. much the, you know how much the, the, the that GeForce, the RTX the 3080, people are still trying to get fifteen hundred, two thousand, two thousand dollars for those memory cards. I'm I mean, pretty sure one of my cards. friends managed to get their hands
0: on one like retail. Really? Yeah.
1: That's cool. I, I mean, retail was I mean, still, still Yeah, but.
0: they were still expensive, but and he told me he was like, "I'm gonna try to get this." I was like, "What?" And he was like, mm, "I was like, yeah, I mean, if I mean, you, that's you, your you, thing." I was like, "I guess so." And then he, because he was building a computer around the same time as me, um, you know, he or I'll just finish with this. Um, he was building one around the same time as me. And so um, he said that, and I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then he was like, I'm, I'm being serious. And I was like, what? And sure enough, I go back over. This was one of Lamb's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go back over a little while later. Or I tell him I built mine, and he goes, oh, I built mine too. And I was like, oh, did you get the card? And he goes, yeah. And I was like.
1: Well, see, the problem, one the of the bigger problems, and we're 100% going to move on. But if you get a 380, a 3080, a thirty ninety card at four hundred dollars even at retail, there's no way you're putting it on a two hundred dollar monitor. So now you gotta to to make that even worth it, now you gotta go get some ridiculous, you know, some ridiculous seven, eight hundred or more dollar monitor just to make it worth it. Unless you just bought it to mine cryptocurrency, which again, now that's kind of bottomed out. Like Mike at one point, Mike was getting—he was mining mm-hmm. crypto with his computer, and he was—he said he was doing like fifteen, almost fifteen, twenty dollars a day. Oh my! Now it's down to like two, and that doesn't even—I don't know if that even a lot for the energy that it's using now.
0: Yeah, so, I was about to say.
1: So yeah. Anyway, so let's get into this real fast because that was long. Yeah. But we—this is, I guess, our kind of our main topic for the for the most part. What was that? How long? Thirty? What? Thirty-six? Right on the dot. Oh, man, I'm so good at that. I'm so, so we're just going to talk about the important stuff real fast. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is our new topic, our, our topic for the week, and that is a big deal of the CRT, the critical race theory, and all the uproar about it right mm-hmm. now. So um, you want to jump in? First or what? Um like with what? I just explaining it. For the people yeah. that don't know what it is, haven't talked about it, heard about it, know been hearing about you know, been hearing about it but don't know what it all of, um, it's all about. So, you know, it Or just your opinion let's talk about what so, it is real fast.
0: Yeah, I'll give what I mean, I just looked it up on Google before and what? Okay. Well, you're not an expert if you've been googling. Okay. Right but no, I watched. I watched, watched a couple of videos, and it, it basically boils down just taking a what they say a critical look at you know events of the past or events that happened today, and uh, looking at it through the lens of like, well, how does this have to do with the idea of like you know what group you're a part of? So you know or. Like obviously when something happens to between like a instance of police brutality, you know, it looks at it like it takes into account like, you know, what was the color of the person who was brutalized? Or even January sixth, like that dude earlier, it was like why do why can't a certain group of people feel empowered to do what they did? And so it takes a look at events and things like that and applies it and takes a look at it through the lens of like, well, how does, you know, your race affect this? At yes. least that's my understanding. Yes.
1: Okay. So that that's that's right, not a hundred percent. So part of critical race theory is you look at past events. So you take an event like let's just say the ratification of the Thirteenth Amendment, right? That mm-hmm. looks like so good on paper you know yeah. what i'm saying but then you take a look you take a look at that from a theory standpoint of like what's the theory of how the ratification of the 13th causes police brutality today mm-hmm. or how does it cause redlining or how does it cause you know what i'm saying like how did how did something that seems like it was so positive turn around and create a negative. a negatives so part I think let's just say an example I think that might be a great critical race theory um, conversation I think as we go on in into the future is this time last year everybody was kumbaya black lives matter yada 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 mm-hmm. I believe that there's been a lot of a u-turn on that because it was it did become so overly like in people's face and it became such a big deal. And I think it kind of wore on people. And I think that there's people who may have been on the fence or may have been, um, you know, they didn't really have an opinion on race. They wasn't, they're not necessarily racist or anything like that or prejudice, but by it, by them, something by it being so overly propagated, that they eventually kind of go, yeah. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, or they're more willing to listen to I don't know, like the Tim
0: Pools or whoever.
1: Yeah, they're more, yeah. more willing to listen to the the other people who the are saying and the Tim Pools and well, the most of shipi- our listeners don't know who they are, but, but so most people
0: probably know who Ben I'll call him by his actual name, Ben Shapiro. I don't
1: think so, but anyway, no, nah. and so, but anyway, these are more conservative thinking, kind of. Um, what do you always call them? What whistles? Dog whistles. Dog whistles. Well, something else too that you, they always say. But anyway, virtual, they, signal virtual dog signaling. Virtual signaling people. That's like, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter is bad because of this, and Black Lives Matter is just antifa, and you know, and so they're the ones really who got the whole critical race theory thing going, right? So this is really just virtual signaling, signaling. Because, oh, absolutely. Because they literally. Don't have any idea what it is. They just found a keyword. They just found this this word. So, hold on. Let's not get too far. Just in case. People don't know. It's only taught at a master's level in, 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 in college. Yeah. Right? It's literally only taught master's level in college. Yeah.
0: It's like something for grad students pretty right.
1: much. Right and it's critical basically critical thinking on race yeah in a masters level and so this is what i found to be interesting cuz I, I again i watched some stuff so i can kind of prepare a little bit for this and fox news has mentioned critical race theory oh yeah that chart over 15,000 times i think in the last 2 months 3 months yeah. Right. And it's something it had never been mentioned before. And in the last two, three months, they've mentioned it, you know, and so they got people thinking that every school in the in the country now is going is to go, teach theory. critical race theory. And not only are they trying to uh, trying to tell people that they're trying that they're teaching critical race theory. They're basically telling them that, you know, by teaching critical race theory, what they're trying to do is make little white kids feel guilty so about the past.
0: That's what that's what I kind of or that's what I was thinking. So, you know, I I like I said, I already kind of knew what it was and then I watched um I watched Vosh react to a Prager U video talking about critical race theory. And I think the thing is is that Prager U described it as they you just look at everything through the lens of race. And so They said that if a black person and a white person walk into a store, um, if you help the white person first, it's because whatever whatever prejudice you have against black people, um, the white person needs help more than the black person um, or whatever. But if you help the black person first, it's because you don't feel safe um, alone in the store with a black person. And so they view it as this, like, as, like, the liberal way of, like, oh, we're, you, you're always, you're always guilty pretty much. And that's how they view it. Right. Even though, you know, one Google search
1: will tell you that is not at all what it is. Well, we know that they don't, one Google search, most things. (laughs) And so, so, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, is that the whole idea is just that we're going to, and it's like, they're telling people, like, oh, we're going to put, you know, they're, we're going to, make a curriculum talking about like what redlining was and like farm bills and things like that and how, and so they it's like this whole curriculum is basically set to teach kindergartners how, you know, black people were so wronged by white people Mm -hmm. and that, you know, and and so it's, and again, people's just gotten up in arms about it, right? Just with no research, having no idea what it is, Yeah, because because they've been fed by, you know, the Fox News or whatever
0: that it's not, you know, some grad level. It's just a thing that they're going to implement in schools to make that, you know, because they don't – they want to believe that America isn't slash never was a racist country, even though all of history says otherwise. But, you know, if they think think that critical race theory – or, I mean, it kind of does, but it's pretty much like, you know, critical race theory says that America is slash was a racist country – and that they have to kind of fight against because, you know, that's their bottom. I, I don't want to say their bottom line, but that's their yeah.
1: thing is to not so, acknowledge that it ever was. And what, what makes it worse is that you have people like, you know, Greg Abbott. I don't know if you know this because we didn't even talk about it, but Greg Abbott signed a bill against teaching, quote, critical, critical race, race theory, theory in schools mm-hmm. here. And it's like. Yeah, but nobody was teaching. Why are you passing a bill against something that wasn't happening? Only because it's going to appease.
0: Yeah, it's just signaling. The, you know, the McConaughey's people. got once again. McConaughey's got him scared.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. So, um, the final thing on that is—it's funny because you, you, there's all these. I think it just happened down in. Did it happen down in Dallas? Just the other day. But there's all these school board meetings, mm-hmm. right? And there's school board meetings, and there's all these. Parents showing up going, You know, I don't want my kid taught you know critical race theory in your school, and it's this, and you're just trying to teach my kid hate and trying to make my kid guilty or whatever, and now they're filling out they're finding out these are literally just paid protesters uh- that are showing up to board meetings. You want to know yelling. why that's
0: so ironic? Is because you know the right always accused like, or they always like
1: everything is Antifa they, and Black Lives no, Matter. Not no,
0: not Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They'll say like, they'll tell you that the protesters were paid last year, and that not really that many people actually support BLM. It was just that
1: they were all paid. protesters. Yeah, they were all
0: paid protesters, and come to find out, like they're actually doing it.
1: Well, what I have found about the right is that whatever they're accusing people of, they're probably doing they're going, they're doing it. Right, they're doing it, or they're yeah, gonna do it, and they're go- they they're gonna look at it as either they're doing it, or they're they're gonna look at it. as This is our defense in doing it.
0: Well, yeah, they always probably like the you know, well, they're doing it, they're pro, they're doing it, so why can't we do it? Yeah, but then it's like, but they're not doing it.
1: Well, well, yeah, but no, yeah, they are because I heard uh huh Facebook, Shapiro. Facebook told me they are. Yeah, that part right there. So, um. We are wrapping up Pride Month, mm-hmm. and did you hear that the guy came out the other day? And the and football he, player. He's the first active, actively gay. Well, he's a so. There was another guy came out. Sam something or something. But he came something out after Sam. he retired. He had no. He hadn't retired. Oh. He made no. He, that's the thing. I I need to find out because they keep saying this, but no, it wasn't after he retired. Because he played after he played after coming out coming out, and so I don't know if he wasn't on a team at the time. I, I'm or he was think, coming out I of college.
0: Saw, I saw something like that, and someone mentioned him in the comments because they said you know they were trying to whitewash uh, history again, but I think it was like he was never offici- he wasn't ever officially on a team or drafted or something like that. I could
1: be wrong. No, he played for the 49ers.
0: Oh, then, never mind. I don't he know. He literally played for the 49ers. Then, yeah, probably. less than
1: 4 years ago. Now again, I don't know if this was between like college and you know, like I said, there's it's 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 a way of words that they're using because he's not the first person that first yeah, you know, one to like, come out while well, actually playing. Right, this, it was
0: like this dude was in between college and the pros.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um I mean thoughts any thoughts i mean not really i don't think see it's funny you say that because my only thought on that honestly is so like yeah I mean, how, it's like how primitive are we that this is still a freaking conversation like that mm-hmm. that's where i go with that whole thing. I'm, you know, it, Yeah, no, I, I mean that's I mean when I saw it I was like, oh, you know,
0: whenever somebody comes out, it's like, oh, you know, I think even even though it's still widely accepted, it's something that you have to still applaud somebody to a certain extent for because I mean it's still especially in football because you know, you know who watches football mainly. So I think to a certain extent it does take some level of courage still, but I don't think I mean it's not like it it shouldn't be. It okay. shouldn't be this big. No, it's 100. So
1: let me ask you something. Um, Why why is it courageous, first and foremost? And I understand why. But why why do we use the word courageous? This almost goes back to my proud of you. Mm. Why is it courageous, one? And two, why does it have to happen. In other words, just kind of live your life and everybody figures it out. And maybe it'll be a big media stink, maybe it won't be, but the the actual, I've, I've, I've never, I've never been a fan of the actual announcement. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: the actual coming I, the,
1: out. The, yeah, oh, such and such came out. It's like, I've never been, and and as long as we make the announcement such a big deal, then the idea of somebody being gay and playing football is going to be a big deal. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. being somebody who, you know.
0: But either way, I I think it is courageous because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you know what it's like to walk around.
1: Gay, no, uh, so no most, not gay. So only like I, two months out the year. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> certain days. Um, <laughs> no, but you obviously you're black, so you know what it's like to I was walk in college. Into, I was drunk. Yeah, so like, <laughs> um, what was it like? You know, or if let's just say you're in Texas and you're in like a small town, and you're mm-hmm. black, and you're going to a you know high school, middle school that's mainly white people that you know are probably somewhere in their core racist or hold racist beliefs. Okay. Now imagine imagine you live you live there but you're gay and you not only like, you know, cuz that's that's the thing. That's something you can hide. You know, or I mean to a certain extent you can hide. Like you can like, yeah. you know, just not tell people, right. but still actively making the decision to go like, you know, put yourself on other people's radar. Is, I think, what make because you're inviting that, like, right. you're so inviting let me, let me, that, let me, you're inviting almost people to attack you or put you down or
1: whatever. Let me state this and justify this and, you know, clarify this. Uh, the, the part about it being courageous, I'm not a big fan of. The part about what it would be like to live in that, to live that life saddens me in the sense of worrying, like not being able to be yourself every day. Just imagine hiding something from people every day Mm -hmm. out of fear, just out of fear of how you're gonna be accepted and how you are going to, um, you know, what people are gonna think about or just the backlash of it. Like that has to be such a horrible, horrible existence. You know, and, and I say that because I think that's the thing. There, there's other people say, yeah, it's not a horrible existence. It wasn't that horrible for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, there's also a lot of people that I do. But no, I'm just, I just want to clarify that because yeah. I think we put everybody in a box, right, in the sense of we say that everybody who's living, you know, inside, li- keeping their homosexuality or whatever um, the key word people want to use right now, but Keeping that inside, people say naturally, like, oh, if you're keeping it inside, it has to be miserable. There's some people that's probably not miserable. Most people, I think, are. But I just want to make sure that we acknowledge the people that's not because a lot of times – Yeah, I mean, there's always outliers. (sighs) Or there's always – like, obviously, everybody's
0: experience is going to vary. There you go. And so – There you go. But I think – obviously, I think for the most – but even then, even if it's not miserable, it can still be – like, it can be one of those things that's nerve-wracking – to have to come out, like, you know, to come out, especially because, I mean, you know, obviously you don't know how the people around you will re or certain people around you will react. Yeah. Or just, like, what effect that might have on your life. Like, you know, the way people... So, like, I mean, obviously, let's just say you're a dude, and you come out, and you have, a you know, you have mainly a, a bunch of other guy friends. Even if they're not, even if they're not actively, like, against gay people all of a sudden you know they might be like well i mean no it, it it's just i feel well, like it's one and of the things that's what that i say that's
1: the part that saddens me that people would actually the. so and i don't want to revert back but again you know how i feel about everything that's kind of come come to pass in the last year as far as people I called my friends, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And people I've separated from because of their ideologies, right? Um, And I'm sorry, I think I got a little bit of, (coughs) like a wheeze, I don't know if you can hear. So if if you guys can hear that, I do apologize. Um, And so it, it saddens me more that you would because if you have somebody that is probably i don't want to use the word homophobic that is feels a certain way about somebody who's uh who might be gay or homosexual, and you call them your friend like they're your friend you know that's something you know that they're probably going to, you're probably going to know how they feel mm-hmm. right My thing with the whole race thing was these are people I felt. You knew? What not? Yeah. These are people I felt wouldn't necessarily have some of the ideologies that they end up having. Mm-hmm. And so we were cool. I know, you know, I'm not saying that they were, you know, not, I mean, most of the people I thought was like really good people. And then they came out, you figure, you realize they had these ideologies or they were so easily swayed or dismayed by something, you know, as simple as Black Lives Matter or. Mm-hmm. wanting to protest against police or, you know, caring about what Kaepernick did. You know, those t- types of things, I never would have thought that... I thought they would have been allies. And then you find out they're not. And to me, they got to go, right? Yeah. Um, growing up with a bunch of dudes, unless everybody's putting on a show, you would think that you would kind of figure that out. And so the I, I think the thing that would suck is to have people that you consider your friends that you would be scared of what they would think. Mm-hmm. That's the part I think would suck. And and again, I just want to clarify too, when I said I'm, I'm tired of it being a big deal, I'm not saying I'm tired of it being a big deal. Yeah, you don't mean like, oh,
0: like, like, oh God, here comes another person. Yeah, coming out. You mean the fact
1: that it's like, it, why, it should just be so almost passe at this point. It, you yeah, you should it, just be like, hey guys, I'm gay. And that's it, almost. It, it shouldn't even be that. It should be like, hey, we're here to play football. Mm-hmm. It, this is my job. I do my job. Yeah. Right? And what I do outside my job is my deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you guys want to go over here. I think that's one of those things is that it's
0: like, you know, because let's just say, I mean, I don't know if the dude's married or if he has a boyfriend or whatever, but, you know, let's just say typical football player stuff, you know, just one day he's walking out of the club, like, or he goes out, goes to a party or gets caught walking out with another guy, and then all of a sudden – it's well no that's what I'm it's saying. a
1: media hellstorm because everybody's like Well that's what I'm talking about. That's the sad part about it to me. It's like mm-hmm. whatever. When are we gonna get to the point when it's like so what? Like so what? I think I think that's when you just automatically
0: assume nobody you people just autom like even just assigning the idea that a baby is straight. Like when you go like when you look at a baby and you're like, you know, like how people put babies in like the heartbreaker T shirts. Yeah. Like, I I think it only comes when people stop, like, when things like that, where the idea that it's like, well, everybody, like, you know, thinking a baby is straight until told otherwise isn't really a thing. I think until then, it's always going to probably be a, a thing that, while it shouldn't really be,
1: like, an issue, it's probably going to be. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I just think that, that that's very – it's just a very interesting um, deal. And, and I, it came out, it was a talk for a day or two, and hopefully it's just gone. And the last thing I want to see when football season come around and the Raiders go to play is that they just bring it up again and again and again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. Now, I, I will say this also. So I look at it and go, why do you bring it up? Whereas, you know, somebody that's gay might, or somebody from the gay community, or, um, you know, they might say, no, put it out there. Put it out there all the time. Put it out there over and over and over because it's going to maybe help somebody else. Well, yeah, and that... And so I, I will acknowledge that. Like, to me, I would rather it not be shown... Just because I I don't want to make a big deal about it. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, I am not. If somebody was to come to me and say, you know what, though, we feel different. And this is, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but because I like to practice what I preach. And that's what I always say to people about race stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You don't get to dictate. You don't get to dictate what we feel like we want and what we feel like we need. Mm -hmm. And so if I say, you know, I think it's better. If you just don't talk about it and just it it desensitizes it, it doesn't make it a, a a hot point for people to argue over, and it just kind of goes away. If somebody from that community comes and goes, no, we want the conversation to be out there. We want you know we want it. It helps. Then I'm going mm-hmm. okay. You guys get to choose what you think is going to help you. Yeah, well, and I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to sit there and what, hold my stance. That's on what that. I was
0: going to say. I think like you're. Your preference where it's like, I mean, obviously, like, if you want to make, if you want to do some sort of announcement, but generally speaking, like, the announcement of being gay, and then it's like, you know, it's mentioned over and over and over, like, um, I think that, again, that comes when being, like, being gay is just, like I was saying earlier, where we automatically stop assuming that people are straight. That, those two, I think that's one of those things that coincide, because until then, like, Until then, people still, like, you know, people who might be in the closet still have to, like, you know, look at other people who are coming out. And, like, you know, maybe someone sees that, you know, oh, he came out. And then they feel comfortable either, you know, even if it's, to like, people around them. Yeah. They can still. So I think it's one of those things that it's, like, it kind of, I don't want to say it has to happen. But it's going to until we reach a point in society that I don't know if we'll
1: ever. I don't know if we'll see for a long time. Right. You know, and that's, that's the funny thing to me because, like, that's just not an assumption that I, I carry, right, mm-hmm. as far as, like, who's straight and who's gay. Like, when I look at somebody, I don't – I mean, I know what you're saying is an unconscious assumption, but for me, it's not even – I don't even assume – now, I may be – I mean, somebody may catch my attention at some point, and I'll look, and it may cross my mind um, or whatever – but, and it, of course, it's usually if it do something that I go, that was, that may, mm-hmm. whether it's a guy or a girl go, uh-huh, that, they, I wonder. But I don't assume that. Like, sad as it sound I'll look at people and assume they're racist more than I'll <laughs> assume, oh. well, you know, yeah no you know, I'll, I'll assume well, that I think, they're I gay. I think
0: the assumption that you're racist is that, like, I think, you know, because it's, man, this is going to sound weird if I don't word it correctly. But, you know, obviously we correlate... Well, we'll talk ra- through it. We, obviously we correlate racism with being bad. And so, you know, you look at somebody and if you don't like how, you know, they look a certain way, you go, oh, they're racist. But there's no real, like, you know, as long, like, if, you know, if you're not homophobic, you don't, like, look at a gay person and look at them, like, a certain way and go, like, like besides, I think it's just one of those things. Or we don't actively, like, look for people because, you know, like, a racist could, like, say or do something that, you know, it's not, like a gay person is going to call you the n-word unless right. they're racist but like being gay has nothing to do with that and so i think like it's one of those things that since you're not really looking for it even if you don't think about it even if you're not thinking about it it's one of those things that just and i'm not saying even you i'm just saying like as gen- in general as a society like i was saying those heartbreaker baby t-shirts are still like they're still a thing that i mean you see a decent amount of people putting their babies in
1: I don't think I've seen that. Really? I mean I have before. Like just like that, like the onesies that just say heartbreaker?
0: Something like that, because I like yeah, just stuff like that because I saw a post a while but ago, that, and obviously, Can that be
1: unisex though?
0: I mean I no, but the entire like I mean it could be, but usually, you know, the shirts have some sort and I mean it doesn't even have to they're be usually like, blue. Yeah, they're usually blue or they have like, you know, a bunch of gir- like, you know, cartoon girls on them. But oh, like some yeah. lady made a video saying that her baby was gay. And, you know, like, obviously a bunch of conservatives took it out of context and were like, you know, rabble, 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 like, why would she say this? And then it was like, but the entire point of the video was to kind of show how ludicrous it is to start assuming. Oh, yeah. And so, and because then people started put, like, showing pictures of all these, like, things on Amazon that are like, um, like what I was just saying, where it's like heartbreaker
1: type things. Yeah, but if we get so neutral, we like comedy. We always talk about this. We like comedy. We like edgy comedy. We like, we're, we're okay with people pushing the limits on stuff, right? Especially if we know, one, they don't mean any harm. Two, they're not Tom Segura, who is probably gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably uh, <laughs> <Racist>. <laughs> that too, probably racist, no. Um, just kidding, he's not, I don't think. Well, maybe, I haven't watched the show Maybe in a while. just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Um, but if we get to the point where we start pushing norms, like we have to walk around and put blank shirts on, or they, they can only say like have a nice day or because then somebody's gonna say, Well, what if I don't wanna have a nice I mean, we start to get into these we start to get these are people again who are just virtual signaling on both sides and to that point. Like, you know, there's there's nothing wrong to me at this point in my life of just putting, if you have a little boy, we just traditionally go, put him in blue, right? You got a little girl, we tend to put him in pink Mm -hmm. or put him in dresses or put him in whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Listen, if you want to put your child in a dress, I guess put your child in a dress. If you have a little boy and you want to put him in pink, put him in pink. I'm not saying that we should stick to these gender norms, but what I'm saying is like we're we're just over. It's such a simple simple thing that we are trying. We're we're breaking something that's not necessarily broken, right? So if you put your if you put your little boy in all blue with trucks and dinos and you know and pants and whatever, and at some point, wherever that point is, your kid comes to you and says, I. Don't I want to wear something pink? Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's the point where you kind of you that is when you start to have the conversation in your head, in your head. Yeah. Now even with the kid in your head, you start to have the conversation of okay, well, where might this go? Where might this lead? Not putting them in pink. What does that mean? But what what are they trying to tell me? Right? What are they trying to say? And I and you know, I was listening to Wayne Wade, and he was just talking about how even when his kid was like three years old, four years old, like they just noticed, like he he wanted to do. Um, now she um, wanted to do certain things that was more on the feminine side, and he's like, "We picked it up." Now, again, back then, I, his kid's not that. I mean, he's a little bit older, but you kind of go, "Oh no, no, you don't do that. You do this, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's where you start to go. Where do I draw my boundaries as far as, you know, how far, how much do I want to step in? How much do I want to, you know, want to stick to norms, per se, and, you know, say, well, you know, that's that's usually a, a lady's garment. Now, I of feel course,
0: like the only, re- like, I mean, you know, if you're, ch- I think the only reason, like, if I had a child, I would ever, like, be like, eh, is because I don't want, like... Let's just say I had a little boy and he mentioned wanting, like, just
1: let's say you guys walk around, around school. high school, high heels. We did it, we got pictures of you guys walking around okay. high heels.
0: Yeah, no, I know, but I was gonna say, like, let's just say he wanted Last to wear week. a dress, <laughs> wanting to wear a dress to school. The only reason I would ever have a real conversation is because, you, like, really more going, are you ready for the social criticism right. that you might no, face by 100%, the people right.
1: who, and I think that's the only, and I think that that's something people don't take into consideration from a parental standpoint. Right, you know, is it's you'll be labeled as one thing. Well, all you're trying to do is just protect your child, protect mm-hmm. your child from yeah. I would go, other like, people. Are who, you sh- like
0: are, can do you think you can handle like you know maybe what other kids say now? If my kid goes yes, then you know, I and, guess say la vie. Like you know, you, I like I don't want to like you know puppeteer their life to make them do what I think
1: is the norm. Right. No, and. Yeah, I I don't even I I think we don't even know what norm is or what 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 that even looks like. I mean, I know what, what the picture of it is, but what is that now? You know, and I'll have this conversation quite often um, about you know, like let they'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? They'll figure it out when when they get you know something to happen. They'll figure out what they want to do. But you just gotta let them do it, you know. And like you said, if somebody decides, if if a bo- if a boy decides to wear a dress to school in high school, especially for the first time, I mean, you, that's like, I mean, that's going out on a, 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 a that's going out on a limb there, mm-hmm. and. If they're willing, like you said, if they're willing to deal with the social, yeah, I mean
0: that you know, like that would be my only thing that I would say to my kids. Like, if you think you can handle, like, or if you surround your people, if you surround yourself with people who will, you know, just, support you, again, they'll support you, or they'll, you know, they'll stick up for you, or you know, like, or if you can handle what people might say, go ahead, because right. at the end, you know, it's. Again, it's your life, you know, yeah. kind of do what you got to do or do what you want to do.
1: Do what you want to do. So, yep.
0: So that is, I think we're going to wrap this up. You go to wrap it up? Um, I'm trying to think. I guess, no, I don't think anybody really would care about the Tyler thing. I was thinking about talking about that, but. Tyler Creator comes out tonight. Yeah, tonight. The Tyler- album rollout has been really good. Like he, what, he dropped the sing. So he kind of hinted at it. And then he dropped the single.
1: Um, He's got all these billboards and different Yeah, things, it I started
0: guess. with the billboard. And then it was like the next week he dropped the single. And then I think he dropped like another one. And it's coming out tomorrow. And he dropped this like little skit that I don't know how it's going to tie into the album. But I'm excited for it because the feature list looks cool. Like the rollout's been really good. And his last album, his
1: last two albums I really enjoyed. Okay, so I'm going to commit to... Listening to it.
0: I'll, let me li- I mean, I'm listening to it tonight. Well,
1: I know you're going to listen to it. I'm just saying, I'm going to commit to listening I'll to it listen so we can it talk it about it. I'll listen to
0: it and decide, like, obviously, like, I will still want you to listen to it, but I'm going to listen to it. And I don't know if I'll tell no, you what let, I think.
1: No, just let me listen to it. i yeah, No, to
0: it. I was going to say, I'll listen to it, and then in my head, probably decide what I think you would think. Okay. And then, it almost might be worth it. I mean, mm, I don't know. I kind of want to tell you to listen to the last... Maybe I've listened
1: to him with you guys because you, you listen to him so yeah, much. Yeah, but I've.
0: I feel like you still have to listen to the actual albums to really kind of, especially the last two because you already kind of knew what he like, even though you haven't heard it, you knew who he was before these last yeah. two, like, you know, the edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Fl- I mean, even just the difference between Flower Boy and Igor were really different. And then this one seems like, I don't know, I think this one's going to be a little different. Than the last two, so, well, we, we shall, so we shall see.
1: We shall see. So that is going to do it for us for season two, yep. episode twelve of the what is Where we at? We on the Zoomer Pod? The Zoomer Pod. We on the, the Boomer Zoomer Pod? The boomer, the boomer Pod. Cod. The Boomer Pod. Yeah. So episode uh, episode twelve of season two. That is going to do it for us. Yep. Yep. My name is Randy. I am the Boomer. And I am RJ. I am the Zoomer. And we will talk to you guys next time. Talk to you in a bit. Peace. Peace.